I feel like the skill of being a leader and a coach and influencing people to have success and results for themselves. This is one way to actually one day be, you know, own a business and making people not only just telling them what to do. That's how it's supposed to go. That's how it's supposed to go. It's really about making people just understand how it needs to be done. And you are just delegating so much responsibilities. And I feel like when people, when you earn respect with people and people understand your vision. Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Hey, leaders. I have a incredible young man, uh, an entrepreneur, a leader, uh, Luca Bono. And uh, uh, Luca is in his, I guess, third season with the program. His his first year, he was a production manager with Olivier Gagnon. And then he set the all-time rookie record for Quebec last year. And then this year, he's already broken through that It's and uh, and more. And his his goal is to double his business this coming season. Uh, he's also a, a mini coach in the program, and we really talked a whole bunch about the transformation of himself from before the program and who he's become and the, the, the types of people he's surrounding himself with, the incredible team in the greater Montreal area, and uh, of course, up in Quebec City, and the, the amazing leaders in Quebec uh, that, are, that are being developed. You just definitely will you get a, a great sense of his passion and commitment for leadership and for his team and the operators and leaders he works with up in Quebec. This is uh, his second language. English is his second language, and it's he, he speaks incredibly well, but I just wanted to point that out. And um, I know you're going to love the podcast, so please listen. And um, you know why we're doing this. We're about finding uh, young leaders uh, or aspiring leaders like Luca to come join and to come you know, step into the best versions of themselves. So you're welcome to share this podcast. You're welcome to send people to studentworks.com because our recruiting process is well underway for the season 2024. Or you're welcome to send their resume or contact information to me at cthompson at studentworks.com. I hope you have a super fantastic day. Thanks so much. So Lucas, welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. So happy to have you. Thank you very much, Chris. This is my pleasure right now. I'm super grateful. I was looking forward into that opportunity and uh, I'm super happy to be here. Thank you very much. Fantastic. So, so Lucas, why don't we describe who you were, uh, what were you like before joining the program? You know, anyway, I want to say like, hi, everyone that's listening today. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. And uh, like, I wasn't somebody that was super special. I was, uh, I think, a classic 19-year-old boy that was a little bit lost into mm -hmm. what he wanted to do in life. And, uh, you know, just playing video games, didn't hate school, not right. sure what he, I wanted to, how, how am I going to educate myself? And, uh, but I knew that, you know, I had a hardworking mindset. Uh, I had two jobs. I was going to culinary school and I knew that I wanted to grind somewhere. And I was looking for an opportunity to actually add value somewhere because I, I knew I had like a, a good mindset. And, you know, before that, I, 
I was a hockey player as well. I was in a hockey program at school. Always love, you know, doing some sports and always a busy guy, you know, always right. like training six, seven days a week, going into tournaments. Right. So for me, I just like being busy. That's what I knew. I like being busy and I had a hardworking mindset. Okay, fantastic. And then I know our our good friend, uh, Olivier Gragnon, uh, recruited you to come and be your production manager. And, and actually, people can listen to Olivier's podcast, because I know he he chatted a whole bunch about his experience working with you. But what was that experience like as as sort of stepping into becoming a first year operator? What, what sort of things did you take away from it? So, you know, me and Olivier, we, we actually met in the hockey, hockey program in, the, in high school. So this is where we de- developed a friendship together. And he knew that, you know, I had a little bit of experience in painting as well. So I could be a nice tool for him during that year. And Olivier enrolled me completely into his vision. I can say mm-hmm. that uh, right now he, he had a big goal. And like, I think as you know, the friendship and everything that we learned throughout the experience, I was, you know, managing four crews. I knew that, you know, I wanted to take care of the quality of the jobs. That was yeah. something that I really wanted to bring in terms of, you know, how it's going to go on the job site. I wanted to yeah. bring quality. And, you know, I just love being the point of contact as well with me and the client. So the client yeah. and I. So, you know, I was completely enrolled. I knew that I was, I wanted to do everything and nothing was going to stop us. So for me, I was, like I said, enrolled in the vision that we had and, um, we ended up, you know, beating the all-time record in in Quebec with, uh, I think, like 300k worth of production, and you know, winning the top quality award. Uh, yeah. So we were really, really proud of that year, and I learned a lot on myself and what it takes to, you know, what it takes. Sometimes it was seven days a week, and I've never yeah. worked a six, seven days a week job. So for me, that was the first experience, and you know, solving a lot of problems as well, and uh, just being super autonomous. So for me, it was was a, a you know, I, I came out of a little bubble growing up. You know, I was a little bit lost, and that first opportunity really had a huge impact on what's open to me right now. What can I yeah. do with that experience? Yeah, absolutely. And it's and and it really is a fantastic opportunity to you know literally have that you know that opportunity to work in such a big business and take on so much and produce all that work. And and I know you know again uh, you know Olivier. You know, his business grew three times that year or, you know, close yeah. to three times that and really, really grew into, you know, the leader he has has become, uh, you know, continue to crush it as a as a coach in our program, as you know. So why don't we jump to, you know, walk me through the your first experience uh, last year of, you know, in, in your first summer. So I can really relate my first year into the production manager year that I had with Olivier because, you know, I was a friend of Olivier. So mm-hmm. we were we're both, you know friend and we had to separate the business with the friendship and that was something that i learned as well in that year and uh, in my rookie year i hired one of my one of my best friends actually to to be my production manager he's now running his uh he's in his rookie year right now crushing it right now going into the six-figure business almost there so yeah but you know i was able to hire my friend and knew where the line had to be between the friendship and the business so you know, coming into rookie year, I was super pumped. You know, I was super motivated. I had experience. I knew that I, I could crush it. I wanted to come into the season guns blazing. You know, I had a super massive goal. And, you know, we ended up, you know, doing 210K, I think, in Quebec, which was the, the rookie record still now. And I'm super happy. And, you know, I can attribute the success that I had to, you know, the coaching that I received from Sooner Works, honestly. Because, right. you know, something that I I learned from that was, 
I had a lot of experience, okay? Right. And uh, in terms, of my, my dad's a master painter, and uh, I've been working for 10 years with him, interior, exterior, doing a bunch of work. And for me, it was hard sometimes to understand that I had to learn a lot, and I didn't know everything. Yeah. So for me, being open and be vulnerable with my coach, which is Olivier, just gave me an opportunity to have some really, really great coaching. Yeah. And that's something that I can attribute the success that I had last year to how much I was open, how vulnerable I could be with my coach so I could receive the coaching that I needed at the time needed as well. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I think uh, it's in my peers as well around me. Uh, yeah. It's Anne Brisson that's going to be in the podcast as well. He is somebody that, you know, around me, the competitive mindset, he had big goals. He was, we're pushing each other in the back. I think that was fundamental for actually staying straight in lines with my goals and what I wanted to create that year. Fantastic. And, and, you know, it's one of those things where, yes, there's a real advantage in having, you know, a, a master painter as a father and learning all that, knowing so much more than the typical operator, I'd say the typical veteran operator. And there's a disadvantage in that, wow, a good chance I'm going to want to pick up a brush or, or get too involved and, <laughs> and, and instead of, you know, learning that, that line of, 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 of stepping away. Right. Yeah. You know me, Chris. <laughs> exactly, I, exactly. I love to be on the job site. Yo, ex exactly. That was a big, big, big learning experience for me to, to become a manager. You know, mm -hmm. this, I was, I started the year as a rookie being a production manager again. Yeah. I was ah. on the job sites, yeah. painting a little bit. I remember you called me. I was like, Chris, you know, it's my first job site. <laughs> I feel like I'm acting as a production manager. I need to step out a little bit. And yeah, that's something that I learned a lot. And with delegating a lot of responsibilities for me was like something completely new. The reason I, I, I'm, I like what, I do, what I'm doing today is that, you know, my dad was a master painter. And I just felt like he was a little bit lacking of systems. And sure. there was a lot of systems that were lacking in terms of how to scale a business. And, you know, that's what I, I didn't see. And I didn't know that I could learn in that program for actually scale the business and hire a lot of people and making it so I'm not there. Yes. You know? And it runs well. So, yes. It so, runs super well. Yeah. So what did you learn that you didn't expect? Like I said, like a lot of organization and planning ahead. I, I thought about this one and I think... One of my great flaws growing up was, you know, I don't know if a lot of uh, boys can relate to this, but we we normally lack of a organization and planning ahead. But right. that was something in my first year that I, I felt like I was lacking and I had to, to to step up. And why? Because, you know, at a certain point when you're always doing things on the day of or the day before, like at a certain point, your reputation takes a hit because people around you are going to notice, you know, mm -hmm. clients, employees are noticing that you're last minute that you're not prepared, you forget a lot of things, and you know you end up not portraying who you want to be as an entrepreneur. And this has a lot of you know impacts on you know your profitability, like the money that you're making. Anyway, that wasn't then it sounded right, but the profitability and you yeah. know just where the money goes and who's going where, and always being you know on top of everything that was going on. Sometimes I was just didn't know what to do waking up and okay what are we doing today you know yeah. so that had to change because if you want to scale a business and you want to delegate responsibilities you have to be able to plan two weeks in advance and that's something that i can do today yes that's what i learned basically and that's how today i can i can do that awesome awesome and, and so was it as hard as you thought it would be you know stepping up from that production manager role to running your own own really large and successful business not that much not mm -hmm. that hard at a certain point, it's because I was almost forcing myself. 
I was almost forcing myself to be on the job site because I wanted to micromanage and I wanted to be there to make sure it's perfect and make sure the quality is there. And and at a certain point, this is just capping the potential of your workers. Mm-hmm. So for me, I, I just I wanted to, to not be there, but I was forcing myself to be. It's like I didn't need it to be there. I like, I just wanted to. So right. there was a big difference there. And when I understood that, when I started some other teams and had two, three, four job sites at a certain point, I really understood that it wasn't that hard to just build confidence into your workers, you know, make them autonomous, making them, yeah. you know, super confident about what they do and be confident in the training that you gave them. So, no, I don't think it was that complicated to shift from the production manager into that, you know, manager itself. Um, I think that was something that I just needed to follow the systems that I wasn't and, doing. And so anything that you you needed to overcome to make that happen, to have the, you know, the record breaking year that you had? I think there was a lot of things that I had to overcome, honestly. Um, I was a really stressed guy growing up. Stress okay. had a big impact on my stomach, the way I felt, my sleep, how much I'm eating. And that's what I had to overcome, honestly. Big stress, sometimes dark nights, dark thoughts. You know, yeah. we all know as in the rookie year, sometimes where you invested a lot of time and money sometimes into your, yeah. and you just, you want to break even, you know, you just you want to break even. <laughs> and, you know, that, that time of where you're super stressed and you don't know how you're going to make it. And uh, just overcoming those thoughts. I think that was something that I really, I came through and I was able to to just manage myself way more due to like living those feelings and having those thoughts and really being able to, you know, manage them and control it. I feel yeah. that was something that gave me a lot. I, I learned a lot from it. And so any sort of, any sort of takeaways or, or, or ways that you help turn those, that, that anxiety or those negative feelings around any sort of structures that you set up, Lucas? Yeah, it goes back to me just being super open, me okay. being vulnerable with the situation and talking to my coach and talking to the people around me to, to seek for help and making like the people that you love around you, it's super important that they understand and that they can be there to help you and that you understand okay. who's, who's willing to help you. You know, who's yeah. there for you when you're on a down, on down, not a downfall, but just living something hard. And for me, you know, with Olivier, my coach, just being with him, showing him how I felt, letting him know, I felt that that helped so much. And yeah. just having that, you know, just student works, your coach, your peers, and we're all going through the same thing and we all share what's happening. So yeah. that's something that made me feel like, I, like example, you know, when you're failing a test, it's always nice to know that your friend failed too. so so that's that's how i felt like i was feeling bad and knowing that others were feeling the same thing made me feel really good not letting it to yourself and just being in your corner yeah and 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 sort of understanding that 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 is a human condition you know it is it is very very common and i i think back to my first year and i was you know again massively stressed and stomach problems and and putting way too much pressure on myself and and learning you know, through that period of time, you know, the different strategies I needed to be in place. And 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 certainly one of the great things I think our our community, but also even just the worldwide community, is much more vulnerable and authentic and 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 shares more so that we can see, oh, I'm not the only one. There's nothing something wrong with me. This is normal. And then all of a sudden, like you said, you know, at this point, it's like, wow, I can breathe. My I'm sure my experience of this season, and I guess we're going to get into that. So what shifted in this, your second summer with your business, what shifted? 
massive shift, massive shift between last year and this year because I learned that once I wasn't alone as well, like I had, I wasn't using the full potential of my workers last year. I wanted to be there too much. I wasn't planning ahead. Like, and this year I really wanted to recruit some great people, some pillars in the team. And I had a great production manager, you know, as, as I should take a time to, to thank him right now for everything he's doing. He's on a job yeah. site right now. Thanks awesome. to Max, Maxim Gauthier, really nice guy helping me so much. So proud of what he's becoming and, you know, what he's building right now to get, and what we're building right now together. And it's going super well. I'm really proud of him. Just wanted to take a, a 30 second for, to just thank yeah, him for, for, for his commitment this year and thank my production manager, Xavier, as well last year, because those people are, are crucial in your business. They help you 100%. get. And they, they they are part of everything. And sometimes you just don't see it and they're under the blue or I don't know how to say they're, they're under and you don't either between the lines. But these people are, are key to, to, to just where I am today and the reason I'm in the podcast today. And I just feel like the shift to go back there is is really delegating, okay? Mm-hmm. delegating responsibilities and offering an opportunity to, to my production manager to reach his full potential. I've been saying mm-hmm. it a lot is because sometimes when you want to do too much yourself, you don't let people around you take on some responsibilities and showing show you what they can do. Right. Who am I to tell you what your potential is? You know. For sure. So like, I just wanted like this year, I'm giving him a lot of responsibilities. He's recruiting. He's door to door knocking. He's selling jobs. He's managing crews. He's talking with the clients. He's preparing everything that's production, and he helps me even in everything that's scheduling and everything that's you know administration wise. So right. we're together in this thing, and he is learning so much more than just a normal production manager that would be only on job sites and dealing with materials. You know. So it's offering him that opportunity and showing him how much growth there can be. Right. And that's the same thing for my workers. This year, I am making sure that they understand how much this summer can have an impact on their future. I'm making them see, okay, this responsibility, you can have it. You're going to make more money. And by making more money, you're going to give me more time. And by me get, having more time, this is what it's going to give you. And we're yeah. working hand to hand in this thing. So like... I'm still in the first two weeks, first two months of production. We're we're still going through some growing, uh, like growing pains for sure. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of, uh, it's not perfect here, but I just feel like I'm giving the opportunity to my workers to reach their full potential by showing them what you can gain, what you can achieve, and what can your responsibilities look like, and what can you learn from this. And like I said, like I, I recruited some amazing people, and I'm really pushing my teams to be independent. And I'm giving them the confidence to solve problems on the job site. I want them to be confident with the, with the clients, confident with their you know techniques and just just everything, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I think if we hit our massive goal of 400k this year, I know that you know the way to get there, like I said, is building confidence with my workers. Yeah. You know, focusing on quality for mm-hmm. sure because qu- quality work is the best marketing in my head. Yeah, and you know, just making sure. That the planning and organization is top notch. That's awesome, and and you know, just our leaders know it's May twenty fifth, and so Lucas is Lucas produced it forty four thousand dollars, you know, for really two payrolls, uh, sort of, and then two hundred thirty two thousand uh, dollars sold, so already sold through what he did last year, and looking to double his business from last year, and um, and and really, you're right, it's really. Um, both of those numbers are totally doable 
And it's about mostly it's about building the team so the team can handle it to make you allow you to be free to book work and then also to have the great work that we're doing, create more work, you know, and and have the jobs be seamless so that exactly. there's 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 not a lot of uh, challenges uh, or or things to fix. It's just all it's all being done seamlessly so that there, you can just keep churning out more great work and more happy customers with our happy painters. So. That's an awesome, awesome, uh, you know, thought. And, and again, we're interviewing this as we're creating it. So it's really fantastic. Another thing that you've been doing this year as well, and this is actually really quite rare, but just because of some opportunities in Quebec, you were given the opportunity to be a mini coach. And so you took on operators. And so what what's that experience been, uh, you know, helping develop them as leaders, et cetera? Thank you, Chris, for for that opportunity, by the way. Thank you, Helen. Thank you, Pat. And thank you for, you know, OG that really pushed for for just me and the, the two others in the, that we joined the, from from the rookie year into being coach Guillaume and Etienne. I think we we are super grateful for that opportunity. Mm -hmm. Why? Is because, you know, it's 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 one thing to to learn how to manage, you know, and really you know, become a manager in your business. But I, I think it's completely different to become a leader and become right. somebody that, you know, a coach, you know, somebody that can bring people to have success. And what I wanted to, to to gain in my life is is you know how to manage for sure, but I wanted to provide and not provide, but show like making people like showing people how to, how they can reach success, you know. Right. And I think that this is the opportunity for me to actually have an impact on people, and this is what I'm showing. I'm showing that you know I can actually do it. So the value for me, the value that I can bring to the table is so much more than. Just being able to coach, you have a way bigger value than just being able to manage. And what it's been like for me, it's, it's first of all, just asking great questions. I think in, in the training, as you know, becoming a leader, one, you, you have to learn how to ask great questions. And mm -hmm. people have to come up with the solution or come up with the answer themselves. So they can not only just tell you what you want to hear, but mostly like understand profoundly what's the meaning behind and how can they right. impact themselves and just finding the solution and so they can come up by themselves the next time with the answer that they need so for me you know being a coach this year is gave me also the opportunity to understand and because i felt like this year every time there's a problem or every time i have to solve something i'm just super calm right in understanding you know like like it's not hitting me you know it's 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 just i'm super calm solution-based right. i know exactly where to go i'm making the clients feel heard they right. understand where i'm you know i'm i'm honest we, we don't have a problem we're on the same team here we're going to look for a solution together and this is what it, it brought me being a coach is that like making people getting heard i don't know how to say it but people when they're they're feeling that they're getting they're heard they, yeah. they want to work with you way more Absolutely. So as a coach, sometimes your operators, you know, going through problems, they want to have these tough conversations. And the best way to do it is that, okay, I hear you. I understand. Yeah. And what's in your head, you know, and just like, okay, asking great questions. And with them, I, I'm, I can translate it to my clients and into my business and into sure. everywhere in my life. So I can yeah. handle situations way better because I can ask better questions. And yeah. I'm, a, I'm super calm towards any situation and I know where to go. Right. I have a clear avenue of things that I should say. How's the solution going to go? How can the client feel that we're on the same team? And that that's what it brought me. No, I can I can really see uh, just just again just the level of enrollment that that you're 
operation is working at. You know, one of the obviously the whole program, uh, the student works management program is 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 teaching how to create amazing leaders. And and there's you know close to three hundred operators every year, but there's you know three thousand workers, you know, 2,000 to 3,000 workers at, at any given time in all the different roles that, that we do. And it's about how do we enroll them, right, in the bigger futures? How do we excite them in bigger futures? So that it's not just a summer job that they're getting and getting some, you know, some beer money, quote unquote, for school or, you know, but but actually they're they're learning, hey, I, I could I could get this, I could do this, I could learn this and, and really set their futures ahead. Um, and I'm just loving how you're doing that in your business. So how do you think these skills that you're learning at the student works management program are going to help with your career? In every way possible. It's every skill that I'm learning right now. I just feel like as just as a painter, just as a painter, there is so many skills that you can learn, you know, and that are going to be you know transferable in the real world. But for me, I didn't know what I want to do. Now I know a little bit more. I know that I want to run a business uh, one day and, uh, it goes back to just being a manager, learning and, and being a leader. I feel like the, the skill of being a leader and a coach and influencing people to have success and results for themselves. This is one way to actually one day be, you know, own a business and making people not only just telling them what to do, telling right. them, well, that's how that's how it's supposed to go. That's how it's supposed to go. It's really about making people just understand how it needs to be done. And you are just delegating so much responsibilities. And I feel like when people, when you earn respect with people and people understand your vision and they believe in you and they care about you, this is something that I learned in Sooner Works Management Program with the recruiting. You know, I always go with, hey, what do you want to do in life? Okay, so you want to go in financing. Okay, perfect. If you want to go in financing, you know, uh, when we were recruiting to be operators and right. uh, for, for, for operators, and, you know, a lot of people were telling me that they just want to work in financing and they don't see the correlation, right. you know, between the, uh, being an entrepreneur and working in finance. And I was like, okay, but how are you one day going to evaluate and look at businesses and being able to just call people to, to, to go and buy your fund? You need to be able to influence people. You need to be able right. to have persuasion and make, making people believe in what you say. You right. know, you have to be able to like, you, you need to be able to look at numbers and understand how a business is going through, you know, graphs or whatever. And you need to have it run it to understand right. how to evaluate it. So it's, it's just showing people that, okay, by working with me and by coming into that opportunity, what you will do in life will have that impact. It's right. not, that's the skill that. I'm having right now is showing people how could how can one opportunity that they can take can have a massive impact on the rest that they want to do in life. And the skills that I'm learning right now as well is is it's not just a skill. It's also the the, the relationships. You know, meeting a lot of people in that program that I know for sure I will work for work with for the rest of my life. I have, you know, we're we're a group of like 8 to 10 boys right now in the program. Mm -hmm. I brought, I have six, seven references in the program in the last two years and awesome. everybody wants to come back and right. we all want to work together one day because we right. know that we're having fun. Right. We're learning a lot. Yes. We're making a little bit of money here and there, but yeah. the thing is like, I've met so many people as well that I have so much respect and they've shown me so many things that I'm always going to be grateful. And I've done things for them that will come back to me and they've done things for me that will come back to them as well one day. Yeah. So it's no, the skills. Awesome and the relationships as, as i would say yeah no that's that's an awesome that's an awesome thing you know i, I we we continue to have uh you know operators and and coaches on 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 the program from 
throughout the, the areas. And, and I know we highlight, you know, a lot of times different areas and, and, you know, we can't not highlight just, just what an incredible area we have in the greater Montreal area and just the amazing operators and legacy of operators. It's really fantastic. And, and the culture is just so deep and committed. So, uh, you know, really, really, uh, just, just amazing. What's what, what we've created there together. So, um, so what, uh, what key habits would, would someone want to steal from you, uh, Luca? I think, you know, being organized right now and being able to plan awesome. ahead, this is this is something that I, I think everybody should take from me is because for sure you're going to have always a learning curve in mm-hmm. that field. But, you know, being organized and planning ahead had a massive impact on how do I see my business and how can I plan ahead on what's going what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And something else would be to just I love spending some great time with my dog and my girlfriend. And right. there needs to be a balance between work and, and your personal life and professional life. Yes. So I think t- for me to perform at a high level in my professional life is because I have time to reset mm-hmm. with my dog and my girlfriend and my friends to actually enjoy my life. Because it's super happy to, to be an entrepreneur, work seven days a week and not like p- time flies by so quickly and you don't even realize what's what's happening. And if you're disorganized and not planning ahead, like, Everything can crumble, crumble so easily. So for me, I think being able to take some time with my friends and really enjoy life, enjoy my summer while running a business is something that gives me an opportunity to reset and to understand when I'm getting back to business and getting back to what I need to do, I'm fully refreshed, fueled up, ready to go. And I don't feel like I need to take a break, you know? And yeah, I think organization planning ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Two great habits, you know, and again, it's, you know, one of the things I really love to to show in the program is how can I be a leader the rest of my life? So it's not like, oh, I went and did this and now, ooh, I can't do that. I'm so stressed or I can't manage my life or I can't, I can't be there for my family or my friends or myself. You know, that doesn't really work. You know, it doesn't work at all, really. And so, so it's, it's really, you know, making a commitment there and uh, just, just, just awesome that, that you've learned that. So before my final question, anything you'd like to share that we haven't hit? Yeah. Um, it's coming up to me right now, but I really think um, that if you want to be able to, it, it goes with just being an, uh, an operator in the program. And I'm super grateful having been an, a painter, a production manager, a rookie, a veteran, a mini mm-hmm. DM, because if I would have been, you know, a straight up production manager into a mini DM, let's say, I know it's mm-hmm. impossible. Okay. There's right. so many gaps that I would have skipped. Okay. And my understanding of the business today would be completely different. Right. You know, the experience that you build going through every, every step is so great because right now I'm coaching a rookie and I understand the behavior. Sometimes I understand what's going on. I understand how can I change that? Because I went through this. Absolutely. I was at that spot a year ago. So mm-hmm. I understand, you know, how, you know, for me, like Olivier could have done this maybe to change it. He didn't yeah. know because of whatever, but he did it. He changed me. But sometimes I understand way better how to change a situation by having lived it, by ha- having been in it in a year ago or two years ago. So, yeah. And I think also that, what do you think, uh, Chris, on that? But Joe, to be able to sell something, just as a, as a business, as a businessman, like you have to be, like you have to know what you're talking about, you know. So you have to know like everything that's you know in, in the painting field, it's it's preparation, painting, and every like marketing. You have to be a professional at a certain point, 
you can't just go in, not a professional painter, but you have to know what you're talking about because it's way easier to sell a service and while you know what you're saying, you know? And so I would think that the painting field for every rookie that wants to be an operator or everybody that wants to, to, to run a painting business with sooner works. I feel like, yes, we're here for, you know, a management program, but it's like any, any other product or services, you have to know your service really sure. well to be able to sell it. And that's something that really, really helped me because I had the experience, but being comfortable with the field of painting and knowing what I sell and being able to train my team better and really being able to, to be the best. When I come in the job site, I am the best. So they listen to me, you right. know, and I'm a figure of authority. I command respect. Right. Because that's, and that's something that I just wanted to touch on. It's like, you might just want to be the guy that's always behind and behind the computer and just running it from a distance. But if you're not there, sometimes you need to be close to your workers and build a relationship with them and yeah. with the clients as well. Sometimes they want to see you there and they want to see that, you know, the, the real professional, the one that sold me that job is, is aware of what's going on. Yeah. So there's also a balance between not being there and fully like, are you delegating to just not be there and to go golfing? Or are you delegating because you want to do much more behind and come back and showing them what you're going to do? Delegating to scale or delegating to, to do nothing. Yeah. And so that's yeah. the little point I want that's to touch on. Because, yeah. And that's helped me so much, like knowing what I'm talking about. So it helped me to sell, helped me to train, helped me to gain confidence with my clients as well. Gain respect yeah. with my workers. So I just, for <laughs> anybody that doesn't take maybe painting seriously, because obviously that's not what we want to do in life. We don't want to yeah. remain don't want to run a, we don't want to run a painting business we don't want to be a painter well, yeah. i understand but it's like elon musk he could go to any department of his business and know what exactly what's going on and ask great questions and being able to be on top of what's going on and that's yeah. the type of manager that i want to be that i really push forward like that i really uh put forward for everybody else is that when you sell a product or when you sell a service you have to be a master yourself not a, a master but you have to understand it really well yeah I think I think you're you're really right, and and uh, you know something something that we spend a lot of time training our operators who haven't painted or window cleaned in the preseason, and really maximizing it and spending lots of time, mm -hmm. you know, initially because we can't be blind, you know, it just or it just won't work. We will we'll will not be able to perform at our best, and uh, um, so so I think it it really is a strength to have as many people as possible come through the you know, the guts of the program, you know, having worked in the, in the, in the business to step up to be operators. And, and then if not doing everything they can to gain those skills. So, so I think exactly. that's so important. And so, so last question, Luca, when you think of a leader of tomorrow, what do you think of? I was waiting on that one. <laughs> I, that's a nice question. And, uh, you know, I, I took the time as well to, for sure, it's going to come out of what I think, in my opinion of what a leader of tomorrow is, but I asked a lot of my friends what they thought about it. Hey, what do you think? What is a leader of tomorrow? And a lot of people seems to say that. I know the question is related to me, but yeah. a lot of people are saying that you know it's it's you have to be a great coach, a great leader, and showing people how to do it, and just a figure of authority. But for me, it's it's more about it goes with being honest, okay? Mm -hmm. And it's decaling from from being honest. It's it's when you gain the trust of the people around you, and when you gain respect. And when people care about you and when people nice. believe in your vision, that's when people are going to, to really 
make you a, like it's going to make you a leader because if you have if you want to push something forward and you want to have an army behind you that follows what you want to do i feel like the, these people need to, to to believe in you to trust mm-hmm. you and care about you or your vision like you or your vision whatever the two so i feel like for me if i wanted to be a leader of tomorrow i would love to to have people behind me or with me that believe in what i want to do believe in my vision care about me care about what i want to do in my life care about my family care about who I am and who who do we want to become as well, and mm-hmm. that they respect me, they respect me to to a high degree. So once this is in in the bag, as I should say, like once you, you you've gained all that with the people around you that you want to create something with, I feel like you're gonna have an easy time leading, because those people are gonna follow you no matter what. Absolutely, no, I think I I agree I agree wholeheartedly. You know, uh, um, you know, again. You know, it's it, leaders of tomorrow aren't just about being leaders. It's about who's following them because that's that's where we really get the the, the biggest impact, and that's what we really need in this uh, in this world. There's again all sorts of all sorts of challenges that we're up against that I think people are really clear about, and there's all sorts of incredible opportunities. You know, I I don't think there's a be- been ever a better time to be alive. I think we're incredibly fortunate, and we got a, b- a bunch of problems to solve. So yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, exactly. <laughs> well, Luca, thank you so much for joining us on the Leaders of, uh, of Tomorrow. Uh, just just an awesome podcast and uh, best of luck in hitting your $400,000 goal this coming season. I appreciate it, Chris. I'm going to, I'm guns blazing, like, I should, uh, like I'm saying, and uh, I'm going to do everything to hit it. I'm going to be a fall producer, so I'm going to, I won't stop until this is done and uh, making sure that my operators are having a great rookie year and they want to come back next year. So uh, thank you, Chris, for that opportunity. It was a great pleasure. And uh, I can't wait to, to share everything with, with the people around me. And uh, this is going to be a milestone for the rest of my life. So thank you very much, Chris. I appreciate it. Hey, leaders, I hope you enjoyed this episode. By now, you are aware that we work with ambitious students every single year to not only help them run their first successful business, but to further their development as a leader and give them an unfair advantage in the future over their counterparts. It's why starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down their path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. And I can't wait to see you on the other side.